Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, everyone. We are on day 13 of 40 Days to a Life of Gold. And I just want to say, hey, welcome, everyone. If you're new to the broadcast, we want to thank you. We're only here for a few minutes. We'd love if you stick around and maybe uh, catch us all the way to the end as uh, we are moving forward. Hey, Rue, good morning to you. Good morning. Our hearts are going up on Periscope. I appreciate those. I saw brown hearts. Let me see if I can get a few more people to double tap, double tap green, pink. Hey, Belinda, good morning to you. Hey, Peanut, good morning. Hey, what's going on, Terrell? Good morning. It is going to be a great day. Uh, blue, red, orange, uh, those are great. Hello, Dr. Curl. Good morning to you. Glad to have you with us. Lady Kellum is on. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Latora Kaysen. What's going on? Hey, Pastor Sarah. Good morning. Nick and Bellamy is on with us. We have a few more conference call. Conference call. You guys want to just say good morning? Good morning. Hey. Hey, Sister Priscilla. Good morning. The shepherds are with us. Good morning. I want to I want to kind of jump into our devo today. I think it is uh, a very simple yet profound uh, devo. Again, as we're going through a uh, forty days for life and go a great book. I uh, just kind of using some of the ideas and taking some of those concepts, kind of elaborating on them. I think it is a great job of just putting together information. And so uh, we're moving forward. Hey, Unval. Thank you, thank you. Uh, God, look, God. I think I believe God always knows exactly exactly what we need. Uh, so, you know, as we go forward today, listen, let me, let me recap. When we talk about living a life that is gold, we're on day 13. When we talk about living a life that is golden, uh, the idea is to have God-ordained life development. Listen, if you've been on these broadcasts, maybe you catch them out on, on, on the review, I w- want to make sure that you aren't just listening, right? I mean, that's good. That's a good start. I'm only going to do that, listening for sure. But then try something, right? Every day, every day you ought to implement what we talk about in some way, somehow, with some person, either share it or step out on faith and do something, even if it's just writing it down. Uh, but there must be some action attached to what we're hearing. Otherwise, you know, this is just another religious act that you've added to your day uh, that makes you look holy and look interested but not really change. None of us want to get to the place where we – I have the appearance of godliness and lack the power thereof. That being said, today, day 13, hey, good morning, Sarah. Today, day 13, is on faith. Let the church say faith, right? Matter of fact, when the church says faith, that means the church types it. Or if you're on the comments call, you can say it out loud. Uh, if you're with us on podcast, whenever you get to this, just say faith. Hey, and this, hey, thank you very much. And look, and then write it down. Uh, faith, as you know, has been an acronym uh, with Ed Gray. And uh, this acronym you may have heard before, he uses the acronym forsaking all, I'll trust him. Right? Forsaking all, I'll trust him. Hey, sister, forsaking all, I'll trust him. Here's the scripture passage he uses. There could be many. I mean, there are multiple scriptures that talk about faith. But here's the one he chooses. It's Matthew 16, verses 24 and 26. Read this way. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone had become my follower, let me start over, Matthew 16, 24 to 26. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. 
For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? Hey, Sister Tracy, listen, you know, a lot of times we talk about faith, and, and for most of us, faith is our ability to envision and believe in what has not yet happened. It is to believe the opposite of a doctor's report, believe the opposite of what haters may say. It is to believe and trust that God will make a way. He'll turn all things around, flip the tables, work it out for our good. And let me, let me help you. That is absolutely true. However, that's only one side of faith. Now, we know Hebrews 11 uh, says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We got that. That's good, old-fashioned Christian faith. But if I could stretch you, I, I, would, I would suggest a couple of things. First of all, in Hebrews, before we get to Hebrews 11, Hebrews 1 through 10 talk about Jesus being higher than, higher than the priests, higher than the angels, higher than the kings, and so it gives, you know, 10 chapters of what is not before we find out what Jesus is. That's important because because faith has to be more than just what you believe will happen. There is an aspect of faith where you have to deny, denounce, and cut off what actually is. Notice the acronym. Faith is forsaking all. I'll trust them. You know, it's hard. It's hard for it's hard for God to rely on you and you to fully trust him when you have these contradicting ideas. Um, I, think, I think James says it this way, uh, that, that you cannot have a double mind. First Peter talks about it too, uh, that, that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And, and today I'm suggesting that it's difficult to have and hold on to real faith if you're still also holding on to current ideas. Look, most of us, we were honest. You know, we exercise faith kind of maybe like a little bit, right? But usually for us, we have faith in things we've already figured out. Faith is not figuring it out. You know, most of the times we go through the logic and say, okay, maybe this is how God will do it. This is who God will use. Uh, This is when God is going to show up. And then we put our faith in how we have logically analyzed and with stats figured it out, put it together, worked through, come up with a solution. No, 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 no. That, That is a type of faith maybe, but real faith is when you and I are really able to say, hey, I see what exists, I know what I've heard, I know what should be, I know one and two is three, A, B, C should be next, here's who is the most viable candidate, and then when you forsake that, push that to the side, denounce it, say, you know what, even if God does it, he's not going to do it that way because that makes too much sense. Matter of fact, I could just kind of personally tell you how, how I operate in faith. Typically for me, excuse me, typically for me, I'm a computer science guy, I'm a tech nerd, you know, just pray for me, right? So I logically figure out everything. And the computer science way is never to look at the problem and then a solution. The computer science tech nerd way is to find a solution and then work backwards. That was the biggest challenge to my faith because every time I had a problem, I immediately went to, okay, here's a solution. And here's the multiple ways God can do it. <laughs> it was tearing my faith to pieces. It was it was literally destroying what I was as a Christian because I always figured it out. And then I designed my prayer around what I figured out. I designed which scriptures I would read based on what I figured out. And and I would even talk to people based on look, I'm believing that God will do this this way with this person at this time. That's not faith at all. Faith is being able to say look. Here's the problem, and 
God's going to figure it out. Now, there's a thin line because definitely you want to, you know, suggest some things. You want to speak those things that are not as though they are. You want to have some trust or some hope in a way. But don't put all of your weight on God having to do it that way. Real faith will allow you to stand up and God will still toss you in the fire and then deliver you from it. Real faith doesn't say, God, don't let me go to the zoo. Real faith puts you in the lion's den and then brings you out. Real faith will often take you through process where you are abandoned and turned um, and, and rejected by family, tossed in pits, put in slavery, a job you really don't like, and then elevated. And then even after the elevation, being tested again by that same family to see if you go forgive them. Real faith rarely walks a straight path, rarely takes you through, uh, you know, through straight streets. Real faith is going to require you first to forsake all. That, that's why Matthew's scripture is so important, that when when, when Gray chooses a scripture for faith, and I love it, Matthew 16, he doesn't pick one that says have faith to move a mountain. He doesn't talk about faith to proclaim healing. He talks about faith that requires you first to deny yourself. Faith that asks this question, will you forfeit your life in exchange for God's life? And today, if I could challenge you, if I could if I could pronounce God's grace upon you, I would say that God's grace, his favor, and his promises show up not just in believing for what will be, but for forsaking what already is. Let it go. Cut it off. Deny it. Denounce it. Close your eyes to it. And even in the dark, you'll see what God's getting ready to do. I, I've been reading this book, Mark Batterson. It's actually the next book in, uh, in our game plan box. Uh, the title of the book is Chasing Lions. And one of the quotes that stood out so much to me, I think it was the loudest statement I've ever read and definitely the loudest statement in that book. Mark Batterson says that faith is climbing out on the limb of a tree and then cutting off the limb and watching the tree fall. <laughs> I, mean, I never met Mark Batterson, but, but I got to shake his hand just on that. Can I say that again one more time? He says what? He says faith is climbing out on the limb of a tree cutting off the limb, and then watching the tree fall. Can you see that visual? You are, you are literally cutting off, letting go of the very thing that helped you get to where you were, that is most stable, that is real big. You just cut off the big thing. Hang out on the limb. Believe the limb will float. Believe the little limb, smaller than you, not strong enough to carry your weight is the very thing that God will use to take you to great places. Don't you know that's how God works? His ways are our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He, he is a God who uses the weak things of the world to take over the strong and the foolish things to take out the wise. You must have faith that forsakes all and then realize you'll trust him. Today, I want to encourage you to stretch your faith. Today, I'm not sure how you can do it. It might, it might begin with just writing down a visit. It might be with making a phone call. It might be with turning in an application. It may be, here it is, going back to do again something that you've already been denied or rejected or told no to because faith is not figuring it out. Faith is forsaking, forgetting, foregoing, letting go of what already works what could be the solution, and watching God do great things. Who would have thought that God would take a staff and open up a whole Red Sea? Who would have thought that instead of grabbing a boat and riding across the border, Jesus would have just walked across it? Who would have thought that after getting the call, he would show up four days after Lazarus died 
and then speak, and he come back to life. Who ever thought that spitting on the ground and making mud patties would open up eyes? Look, those things don't make sense. And miracles aren't what God does at the end. Most of the time, the process God uses, we can figure out. Miracles are the method and the process by which God does it. And if you are believing God for greater, you have to let your faith take you through a method that doesn't make sense. God, I pray today. I pray today for faith increase. I, I pray today to God because of our devo, because of our time together, because we are seeking to live a life that is golden, that you just in this moment, in these short minutes and seconds, resurrected the faith of your son or daughter who was really ready to give up, who had tried everything, who had thought of everything, who had called everyone, who had really literally exhausted every resource and they didn't quite know if you were going to come through. God, today I pray faith. I pray, I pray, God, that we believe for better, but we're also able, God, to cut off what already exists. I pray that as a result of our time together, God, that families are transformed because faith will be inserted, that incomes will be raised because strategies and plans that people thought would not work, God, will be reengaged and businesses will be started, promotions will be given, ministries will be launched. I pray, God, now that someone will reclaim their call to ministry, their call to that call to solve some world problem, some issue or ail that's in their city or their state, their school system, in their home, all because they reinserted faith. God, we believe that with faith all things are possible. And, God, I'm crazy enough to believe that someone not saved will listen to our time together and ask, how do I connect to a God who will help me do the impossible? God, save that soul today. Let them confess with their mouth and they believe in their heart, Jesus Christ. For Jesus is the ultimate example of faith. He doesn't walk around death, but his death on the cross and resurrection from the grave proves that faith conquers all. God, today, grow our faith. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, you guys have a great day. Uh, and uh, today, I'm not sure how you're going to do it. Uh, here's what I know. I know that because.